All right. Welcome back to the big program. Time now for On the Mark, powered by Booster Juice. Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize or download their new Booster Juice rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy. We welcome in Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. Another early morning for Spec on the West Coast. And uh, I see your f- column was posted at 3 in the morning. Is that when it's filed, Spec? Is that, can give me the time frame here. Yeah, I probably filed at about um, probably about eleven fifteen, eleven twenty-five San Jose time last mm. night. Yeah, by the time they work it up and get it edited and put it on the right. web and social it on Twitter, it's probably for sure midnight uh, San Jose time, which is yeah three a.m. Eastern. That's exactly what I was going to say. We're with, yeah. we're just splitting hairs with the time zone, so. Well, thanks for waking up early again. We got Eddie Steele in the studio, as you know, on Fridays. I so, um, I don't even know where to start, Spec. I mean, your column is, was pretty uh, forthcoming in the sense that you really believe. I think there will be a coaching change by the weekend. Is that is that fair to say from reading it? That's what I think. Yeah, I think there should be. I think that that's uh, not anything I take any pleasure in. Uh, you know, a conclusion I mm-hmm. take pleasure in coming to. I, no one likes to see a coach fired. It's, it's a sign of failure when you're firing your coach. Uh, and it's never always the coach's fault, mm-hmm. right? It's never always the coach's fault. But what I see is a coach that just doesn't have a, the solutions here. I see the same problems. Be, they're being masked by a bunch of shots on goal. Uh, but it's the same defensive miscues. It's the same guys not producing it's a bunch of pretty good players uh who aren't getting the job done and the coach's job is to fix the car when it's not one running right mm-hmm. and uh, i'm afraid to say this staff has run out of solutions so spec i gotta ask you you fire the coach that's going to be the second coach you fire in two years what yep. whatever calendar years um Less. Why? Why is it going to fall on the shoulders of the coach when it's the person who constructed the roster? Who lack of goalie, uh, the cat lack of cap or cap tightness? Why is the arrow not being pointed at Ken? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, and it's every bit as much Ken Holland's responsibility for sure. Uh, there's a couple things here. First of all, the the functionality of it, Eddie. Firing your GM midseason doesn't help your team any. It doesn't, there's no such thing as a new GM bump, right? When you fire a head coach in hockey, uh, oftentimes a team gets a, gets the spark that the orders have been looking for for 12 games. Oftentimes they, they, you know, a new voice and a few new tweaks and they, they win four out of five. And I think everyone believes that if this team could figure out how to win three, they might go on and win 23. So firing the GM does nothing for your team. The other thing is Holland's contracts up after this year. Anyhow, uh, I don't believe he'll be back. I didn't believe when the season started that he'll be back after this year. So I, uh, this does not absolve Ken Holland. But I think the last thing I'd say is I think, you know, of course it's not a flawless roster. And, of course, he's got some issues, Ken Holland, that the, the things have gone wrong. And the Jack Campbell signing's the top of the list. But I think Ken Holland's given, given Jay Woodcroft a playoff-worthy roster, a team that can make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it's Jay Woodcroft uh, and the team that's not looking like it's not going to make the playoffs. I think – I'm not saying Ken Holland gave him a cup winner. 
But I am saying he gave Jay Woodcroft the playoff team. Jay Woodcroft's not driving that team into the playoffs. That's why I come to that conclusion. I, I guess to my greater point then, if we're going through uh, another uh, coaching um, coaching uh, crew that comes in, second in t- Kenny's tenure, well, then it's a reflection on the players, I would say, then. And I'm saying all morning that you can't win with this leadership group. I don't think you can win with the players they have in this locker room. So you'll get the coach bump, but really, is that what we have to do with this group of such talented players? You have to go firing coaches to get this coach bump to get them to play? And I think that's the greater point here is you can't win with the players you have in this locker room. So to that point, well, yeah, to that point, Spec, is a trade, a bigger trade, with one of the core guys, is it at all a possibility with everything that has to happen, cap space, players, et cetera, no movement, all those intangibles and variables? Well, I mean, which, which player are we talking about? Like, if you want to really shake this team up, there's about five guys we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You're not trading McDavid. Uh, you're, to me, at this moment, you're not trading Leon Dreisaitl. Um Who's next? Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Darnell, sorry? Ryan Nugent Hopkins, but he's got no move. Sure. You could trade Ryan Nugent Hopkins, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of talk about sending Nugent Hopkins to Boston for a goalie. I think that's a very reasonable trade uh, probability, you know, uh, uh, idea. Mm-hmm. Sure. Why, why couldn't Dryside be traded? Um, there's a few things here. I mean, first of all, it's a massive trade. Like, let's – let's. do you want to go down that road, Eddie – I, if I'm the GM of the Edmonton Orders and I decide that I'm ready to trade Leon Dreisaitl, I need a A goalie back. I need a, a genuine number one goalie. I'm trading the second highest scoring uh, player in the league over the last five or six years. Uh, Every day, 50 goal, 100 point man. So there's so much that I need. Yeah. That is not an in-season trade. Like, all due respect, I don't, don't take this the wrong way. This ain't the CFL, Okay. There's huge cap implications. All the best players have no trade lists. Uh, there's just, you know, you got to go back 40 years to find the last time a guy of Leon Dreisaitl's stature got traded in season, in season. So it's just pie in the sky, that's all. Yeah, that don't happen in the CFL either, Spec. That's an NBA trade, man. Uh, yeah, Mark, right. That's an NBA trade. <laughs> Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet with Carius Steel Sports 1440. He interviewed Leon Dreisaitl last night. Obviously, he was not in a good mood. How – have you seen him ever not be able to handle the puck and pass the way he's been doing this lately? It's unbelievable how poorly Leon Dreisaitl is playing. And he's, you know, I don't, I, I don't need to tell anyone what a good player he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in, he hasn't scored for, is it seven? Is it? He had the one goal. Uh, one for once, yeah, one once in nine. nine, I think. Yeah, yeah, one in nine. And the game, the goal he scored was handed to him. Demko yeah. fell over or not got knocked over. The net was empty and it went in. Mm. He's been absolutely ineffective for this whole stretch. Why are the Oilers losing? Because their best guys aren't any good right now. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid is playing the worst stretch of hockey probably in his NHL career now. I think we could say yep, that. It's gone far. on now for, for seven or eight games. Mm-hmm. He's, he is wildly ineffective by his own standards. Leon Dreisaitl is playing the worst hockey he's played. Uh, Zach Hyman is completely ineffective. He's a very good hockey player, getting nothing done. He he had a goal last night in front of the net, a redirect that he makes 
every day of every year for mm-hmm. his career. It didn't go in last night when they needed it the most. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been awful for a long stretch of time, not just a little mm-hmm. bit bad. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been awful. So I'm going through their core, right? Yeah. Their top six players. Evander Kane's been the best player in their top six. He's been the leader on this team pro- producing-wise. Yeah. You know, y- you know- they're – they're in a they're in a mess because their best players aren't their best players, and that's when it comes to the coach. The coach got to fix it before it's too late, and this coach is out of answers. There were times last night, Spec, where they did put the pedal to the metal, and you did see glimpses of how they, you know, late in the second period, there was that I don't know forty five minute forty five second span where they came out hard, drove hard to the net, were right in the blue paint. The, you know, the last goal they scored really in the blue paint that I can remember was the disallowed one from Warren Fogle. In yeah. Vancouver, I mean, they just don't want to go in there. No, no, I, I'm going to, I'm going to dispute okay. that. I thought they spent a lot of time going harder than that last night. Oh, I, I thought they, Not there enough. has been a time in this season when this was a soft perimeter team, and I don't think they were a perimeter team last night. Well, I, I I'd say they, they went to the net late in the second period. I didn't see that much in the third. Like, I didn't see the desperation as much as it needed to be. I didn't see it at the start in the first period where you knew the circumstance you were in to start the game. I didn't see everyone come out and try to, you know, take it, get a hit, get involved, go hard to the net. Didn't see that at all in the first period. They had six hits in the first period. Well, they had the puck the whole first period, too. Oh, I, don't, I mean, they we're the on the outside of the perimeter. I'm not here. I'm, this uh, I just fired the coach in the paper today. You know, <laughs> for a guy to, to justify how this team is playing, you got the wrong guy. No, I'm just but kidding. No, I disagree. I think that the, I think that's why we've hit this point, Kev, because mm-hmm. I think they are playing as hard as they can play. I don't see guys taking time off. I don't see a bunch of guys. Uh, oh, I thought last night they they went they took the puck into the middle of the ice. Mm-hmm. I thought they they went hard to the net, uh, but. This is a team that used to score four or five a night because mm-hmm. the chances they created were so superior that by the time the, the shooter was shooting, it was going to be a goal. There's a half a net to shoot at because the goalie didn't know what the heck was going on. Mm-hmm. Now, they just got the, – the, the San Jose Sharks allowed 10 goals in two of their last three games. Mm-hmm. Edmonton had the puck all night and had 41 shots and scored twice. Mackenzie Blackwood was real good, but – Mackenzie Blackwood wasn't that good. No. Right? He I don't go find the highlights where he made 10, 10 bell saves. Late Their in the second. That's it. Out of the net. This offensive mm-hmm. team has no offense left and nobody has an answer. That's why you need a new teacher. I think at the end of the day, we're in this mess. The club is in this mess. Uh, because with all due respect to this player, but you have an issue when Warren Fogle is literally one of the only players that pops on film. That's an issue. Yeah, I'll give you that. You know, so, I'll give you that. But, so, I mean, I guess I'm going to ask you, why is it? Like, that's, that's I, I the players. It's the, the locker room. Right. I stand by the fact they've got good players. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got a, a, a bunch of good players. They've got a bunch of guys that are better players than Warren Fogle. Why is Warren Fogle the best player in the team? Well, I, I said this to <laughs> Greg's too. I mean, it's telling in a game where we all knew the magnitude of it. This is the battle for the basement here in the NHL. And your leader, Sher McDavid's banged up. He's not playing uh, where the health he should be at or could be at. But he's out there nonetheless. 
And look at the performance that McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman had in a game that was literally a huge game. And they'll say it's just another game, but that's not just another game. You lost to a historically bad team. That's telling, man, when your leaders Mm -hmm. put out the performance that they put out. Hey, I'm here to tell you, they're all playing terrible, right? (laughs) And I'm also here to tell you that McDavid is the best player in the world. Mm -hmm. And Drysaddle's probably the second on most nights, right? I, I'm telling you, this is a very good a group of very good players who played hard. The only thing I won't hear from you guys is, ah, they don't care and they didn't play mm-hmm. very hard. No, 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 no. They played their asses off last night, and that was the result. Nobody left anything on the bench. They're not not trying. They don't not care. These I was in that room last mm-hmm. night. It was like they lost a playoff game. These guys are. They're crushed by what's going on here. They are trying as hard as they can. Make no mistake here. This isn't laziness or ah, whatever. The guys are giving everything they got, and they can't produce. They can't score. They can't win, right? This is, again, you know, for whatever it is a coach does to fix the carburetor on the car that's not running very good, this coach doesn't have any tools left. He's run out of ideas. He can't get the car off the hoist. They need a new coach that can get some of these guys going. It's not the coach's fault, but it is the coach's problem. So who in your mind is the right move here then? If there is a coaching change in the next whatever, few days, week, whatever. I mean, obviously they lose in Seattle. If, if Jay Woodcroft is still here tomorrow and they lose in Seattle, I mean, I don't know. So who is it? Is it Glenn Gullitson? Well, I mean, is it uh, Gerard Gallant? Is it uh, – who is it? I don't know. I mean, it's a good question. Um, you know, the the easy thing to do is to make it Glenn Gullitson because he's here and he knows everybody, but you also don't get the charge you want when you just put a familiar face in charge, Right. You know, mm-hmm. to, to get a real boost out of this thing, you got to bring in a guy from outside. So, mm-hmm. you know what? I'll tell you this. Two weeks ago, I would have told you it would be it would probably be Joel Quenville. <laughs> but since there was a second accuser in Chicago, I think that horse left the barn. I don't think that Gary Bettman is in a position to, to reinstate Joel Quenville. Right. Yeah. But what you know, there's people who'll tell you they need a, a Daryl Sutter, a Daryl Sutter type guy. I'm here to tell you it's not going to be Daryl Sutter. Got a texture uh, just just texted in, Spec. Just one word, Mac T. Not a chance. <laughs> um, Gerard Gallant's got a good, uh, you know, a, a good chance of this. He's a professional NHL coach. He's been around a long time. Uh, you know, and now we're starting to run out of some guys here. Who's it going to – it's got to be, to me, a veteran guy who's been around and seen some stuff. And that's why they pay Ken Holland. He's mm-hmm. got to figure this out. And you know what? If this was if this was January and they were in the race, I'd be giving Woody way more time. Yeah. Is it Ken I'd Holland's call though? Spec. Is it Ken but, Holland's call right now? Uh, in concert with Jeff Jackson, I would say to you that uh, you know what? It's kind of a, a two way thing here. Mm-hmm. I think that if it was if Ken Holland wants it done, it'll happen. If Ken Holland doesn't want it done, but Jeff Jackson does want it done, it'll happen. <laughs> man, I, I struggle with this, guys. I'll be this honest, is... man. This is the second coaching staff that they're going to go through with this same core group of guys. And Ken Holland brought in Kane, and that gave him a jump when he brought Woodcroft in a couple years ago. And now we're just going to fire another coach. Yeah. Uh, to me, man, that's mind-blowing. 
that directly points to the players in the coach yep. getting fired is a total cop out because this is the second staff in two years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I man. don't. I don't disagree with you, Eddie. But the it's the old story. You can't. You can't make change out five players yeah. at this time of year. No. Hey, hey Spec- this roster may need an overhaul in in the trade deadline in the summertime. You may have to look at this roster and say, okay, what Kenny Holland did here, it ain't working. Yeah. But Spec- if you're trying to make the playoffs this season, you can't change enough players to make that happen, mm-hmm. Ed. Yeah. Not in not in November. Hey, can't do it. Hey, Spec, I, I asked Greg's the same question. He came on at uh, 720 with us. So in all your years, you cover this. So the orders in between 2013 or 2015, you know, in those years there, it was bad. It was really bad around here. In the mid-90s, before low tide took over behind the bench, it was bad around here. Where does this rank about how bad it's been around here just because of the expectations and everything like that? Where is this month rank in, in yeah, Oilers history? It's, I guess? It's, I've never seen anything like this. All those old teams were lousy teams. Yeah. You know, all those old teams, you look up and down the roster, they had guys on there that were just completely average players. Yeah. This is by far the best roster they've had here in a long time. So the, this is so on the players, you guys, right? It is so on the players that these that this group of players and the pedigree of what you've got in that dressing room can't, can't man up and figure out how to win a hockey game. It's unbelievable to me. Yes. You can't beat San Jose. You're in a life and death struggle in San Jose. Like, what the hell's going on here? How can that group of players <laughs> not find a way, right? Find a way to score three in San Jose. And San it's, Jose looked good. <laughs> so just got a text from uh, a personal text spec from someone, I'm not going to say his name on the air, but someone you've worked alongside for a long, long time. And just one word, it just said Julian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claude Julian would probably be a perfect guy in here. Yep. We'll see how things shake yep. down in the next bit. So you're on your way. What's your schedule like here in the next bit, Spec? Uh, I'm going to Seattle. I'll be in Seattle at 1 o'clock. I land, and I orders practice at 1.30, so it sounds like I should be able to get there. Well, we'll talk to you Monday morning. Enjoy the rest of this trip out uh, west. Thanks for doing all your work uh, early in the morning, every time, 7 o'clock. Really appreciate yes. it. Thanks, Spec. Uh, my pleasure, boys. We'll talk to you on Monday. Travel safe. Uh, yeah, safe travel spec. Thanks, big guy. Uh, that is On The Mark, powered by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice. We have had about, again, 2,000 texts come in. It seems one every minute, Duke. I don't know. You can't even keep track of it. How about this, Kevin? Yeah. So uh, if you guys haven't seen the article that Spec put mm-hmm. out that came out, I, yeah, uh, I read it, and yeah. we were talking about it, and it's pretty... Um, pretty direct in terms of saying Jay Woodcroft's job should is gone. Yeah. Is gone. Well, as I said, I read the first lines on his head. So imagine just those conversations just to give people like the, the insight, imagine having to go show up and interview Jay, you know, moving forward. If Jay doesn't get fired, well, can you say awkward? I can tell you one thing. There's, there are two guys really in the media on a day to day basis that bring it every day. And I mean, the print media has changed in the dynamic of how the team is covered now. But Mark Spector and Ryan Rashog are there every day at every practice pretty well, every game, asking the questions after the, after the game, after the practices. I will guarantee you 
that if Speck is landing in Seattle and whatever it is, he says, if I can get, you know, I should be able to get to the practice, he is going to hightail his ass to practice. Even if he gets there when practice is ending and he's not going to see any practice, he's not going to maybe see any, maybe he gets there right at the end, but he's going to get there because he's going to look Jay Woodcroft in the eye. And without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, Jay Woodcroft, someone in the Oilers media will have said that Speck has said this. Yeah. Speck has has done this, but Speck has been fair. Mm. I mean, having said that, getting back to, you know, Speck is one of the few guys that will be there to look the guy in the eye the next day. Yep. You know, and, and I mean, I'm, it's just changed. That dynamic has changed. All the all the the writers that that covered the team on a daily basis on the road as well, right? Mm-hmm. Now the writers, they the local travel. writers, don't go on the road, no. right? You know, so and that's for the local the local papers, right? Yeah. So it's changed for sure. Uh, when we come back, we've got uh, a little open text time, Duke. Anything else? We'll get and get your calls in. So one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Give us a shout. You can talk to Eddie, myself, even the Duke, who's got a big weekend. Not like last weekend plan, but a fairly busy weekend for the Duke. Uh, stay with us. More on sports fourteen forty right after the break. This is a little new Duke. Is this a fresh uh, pick from Friday play- playlist Friday, or what's going on here? This is an Eddie Steele special here on Feel Good what Friday. What is this? A steel well, request? Well, let's look, jack it up a little bit. What is this? Too late. I don't know who is it. I yeah. Well, Kevin, if we're gonna limit ourselves to your wheelhouse, um, <laughs> I don't know if we'll be playing anything from uh, this century. But no, that's a uh, Gym Class Heroes, Cupid's Chokehold. Oh, those guys. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't oh, remember. Right. Oh yeah, I just couldn't uh, pick it up. Yeah, that's, couldn't, uh, those you know, guys. It's like you know when Duke watches the Masked Singer. You know, he it's tough for him to kind of get that song right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Can, can I just hijack this for one oh, quick yeah, second? Yes, you may. And just on this day filled with negativity, I just want to give my beautiful wife Stephanie a shout out on her birthday oh, today. Oh, happy this, birthday, this Steph! This day Woo! doesn't all have to be doom and gloom. Yeah. There is some positivity. So happy birthday, baby! I love you. What's uh, on the agenda? A little dinner? You got the movie? Yeah, candlelight. It's, What's it's, up? It's gonna be. We have some family in town, so we have a bit of childcare. So we're gonna. Ooh. Celebrate together, and who knows? Get I, after here, I'm gonna go and get some goodies, some treats. I've already got bon the gifts. Ah, you said it, not me. Yeah, bon time. Have to. I'll, see, I'll see you, fellas. Yes, uh, we're be, we're, we're going to start getting the treats on a Friday because I have to arrange going to Bonton at six fifteen in the morning, kind of thing. Just because I well, they're not open at that time. But on my way into work, like right around six, I'll probably just slide in for Kevin Carius. Yeah, well, I that think back door is open. Yes, uh, which reminds us, of course, that uh, Friday and uh, Eddie Steele co-hosting here on Sports fourteen forty is brought to you by Bon Ton Bakery for all your daily bread or to celebrate, to do whatever, find a celebration cake. Maybe Eddie's going to be doing that uh, today. Mm. Uh, Bonton has that and everything in between for all your baked good needs. You can order online at Bonton. Dot .ca. So, yeah, you'll be sliding in there. Yeah. Well, it's like an anniversary of the proposal, right? Cuz that's where you did the proposal. Oh, exactly. Yeah, and actually I uh I slid in there last Friday <laughs> too, you know. I'm I'm a, well, I'm, a little, I'm a monkey bread. I'm a frequenter. Yeah. Uh Let's go to the phone line right now. Uh, 1833-401-1440. 1833-401-1440. Brian, you're on the air. What's on your mind? You're with Kevin Carius, Eddie Steele. Thanks for calling in to Sports 1440. Three guesses in the first two don't count. 
so first of all, great hearing you guys got, that you're back on here. But you know, here, I really, I really, my, uh, where do you start? <laughs> Brian, you I mean, just summed up Oilers Nation in about 15 seconds of uh, I don't, I, I'm just speechless. I, I, I guess, I guess here's where my issue lies: is that okay? We're now we're what 12 games into the season, mm-hmm. basically a seventh of the way through, almost a, almost a sixth of the way through, and <laughs> you you did good last year. You did good the year before. You did good the year before that. Why in God's name would you want to go suddenly and? change the whole defense structure. I, I get you want your goals down. I get that. But we have had the same issue year in, year out. People say, keep saying goaltenders, goaltenders, goaltenders. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. no disrespect to Dustin Schultz, but I mean, there's a common thread here. You know, other, I mean, you know, Cam Talbot didn't do all that actual great stuff here. Goes to another team, again, under a different defensive structure, but does better. It, it, it's just... So, I, I so Brian, I, Brian, okay, let's just... I mean, everyone's been talking about goaltending. Last night, the goaltending was just fine. Would you agree with that? I would totally agree with that. Okay. You know, I mean, you couldn't ask... Of, of more of, of Skinner now, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the goalie was at fault last night, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to say maybe 75 percent of their losses this year have not been really what I would call the goaltender's fault. Goaltending has been just one of the problem, Brian. Just one. It's been a massive problem from out from the net out on pretty well every area on the ice. Offensive zone, defensive zone, neutral zone. Look at the goal that was scored last night, the second goal that was scored. It was poor defense, poor uh, neutral zone coverage. It was poor coverage in the, in the neutral zone, allowing the opposition to gain offensive zone entry. They didn't clog that up the best way that they could have getting back to your point getting back to your point brian off the top and thanks for your call we got to take another call right after this uh, appreciate calling in brian getting back to your original point about the defensive zone coverage i believe that the the coaching staff went into the year and said we were close we were close to beating vegas last year they went on to win the cup other teams have employed this system and we are going to try to maybe duplicate it a little bit maybe go off a little bit on our own a little bit it hasn't worked out, obviously. It hasn't worked out. Well, and and that's that's my only point is that okay? You know what? Twelve games into the season now, it hasn't worked. Go back to what was working and tweak it. Don't change it. Okay, appreciate your call. Thanks for calling in, Brian. Let's go to Thomas on line number seven. Thomas, you're on the air. Kevin Carius, Eddie Steele, Sports Fourteen. Thanks for calling in. What's on your mind? Hey, Kevin. Hey, Eddie. Um, obviously. Very disappointing start to the year. I mean, I don't remember a season, even in the decade of darkness, that uh, I, I felt so let down uh, watching the games, unfortunately. What are we going to do? Um, I really do think that we need to make a big trade, and uh, unfortunately it seems like we just cycling through coaches every three years is really not getting it done. But 
Um, wh- where where are our options with the cap? I mean, we there don't really any. have much flexibility, right? Yeah, I think there, they have like twenty thousand bucks. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's yeah. every every team. Thomas is up against the cap. Dollars there isn't in, dollars out. It's just yeah, the way it is. But there is opportunity to get creative here. There is opportunity to do multiple team trades. You just don't have to do the old fashioned one for one or two for one or draft pick or whatever. There is opportunity to get other teams involved. Get a Chicago involved. Who has cap? space. There's things you can do. You just have to get creative. You that's at the end of the day what you need to do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just I'm now worried if we make a move this early and it doesn't pan out and say our first round pick ends up being top five or top ten. I mean Yeah, you know what would happen just, with that, that Thomas is it, pro- it probably would be a top ten protected and would move to the next year or something like that. If they were able or will were willing to move that pick this year in twenty twenty four. In my mind right now that pick's off the table. So Yeah. Oh I hope so. I mean I just know that nobody's coming to save us. Yeah. Know? I mean <laughs> you're you're right. And thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh you're you're one hundred percent right. I think you know the, the, the saving happens within the dressing room. And Andy. they're at the point too where man, they're gonna have the highest odds for the best lottery pick. It's, well they're right now they're tied That's with San Jose going. for last. Goal differentials minus nineteen, thirty first in the league. Goals four per game, two point five eight. That's twenty eighth in the league. Save percentage is last at 862. Again, Oilers with just nine goals in their last 168 shots on net. Let's go to playoff Al, who's been waiting patiently. Al, you're with Kevin Carius, Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. What's on your mind? Uh, well, um, I'm not happy. I think that's that's <laughs> I think that's uh, that, that's probably the easiest way to sum it up. I guess for me, I'm. I'm more bewildered than anything else. I, you know, I've watched, I, I, I actually swore to myself, I'm not going to watch the game last night because this year my mental health's taken a toll from watching the Oilers. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I, I swore to myself that I wouldn't do it, but yet I, I still wound up watching it. And you're right. Like, you know, I, I, I sense the frustration with all the callers and everything and, you know the 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 point you made, Kevin, about uh, creativity, or was it Eddie? I, I forget which one of you said mm-hmm. it. Um, but involving a third team, like Pittsburgh was able to go get Eric Carlson, right? Like they like there's there's there are avenues out there for this. I just I don't know if you can do much of anything without bringing in kind of like a more hard-nosed coach and trading a significant piece. I think you got to shake up the core because my no. concern right now, sorry. Yeah, I, you know, sometimes I'll, playoff, I'll, you look at it too with everyone goes, well, the days are over of Daryl Sutter. The days are over for guys going off the wall and throwing garbage cans. You know, you have to have the communicator. You have to have this. Everyone, you know, when Jay Woodcroft came up here a year and a half ago and then all of last year, no one said anything about Jay Woodcroft until the playoffs. They didn't like oh, yeah, a lot of his sure. moves in the playoffs. Sure. Yeah, and I think that's a fair comment. I'm not I'm not hopping aboard Specs mm-hmm. fire the coach uh, train yet. I think that he's earned a little bit of patience. Um, but I do think that maybe there's a little bit of a culture problem in the room right now. I because I I just I don't see I don't see what uh, you know, what the solution is. And my concern, honestly, is if this team turns into a lottery team again and Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, their contracts are coming up fast. Yeah, two um, and three why years. Would, that's right. So why would they want to stay in Edmonton 
when we're supposed to be a cup contender and we're 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 going for the lottery balls. Hey, playoff Al, thanks for the call. Appreciate you coming in and joining our conversation this morning. Uh, so many questions, so few answers. Uh, that's where we stand right now. Uh, we'll take a quick break here. We're going to come back with a new little segment that we've started up yesterday. It's called "Are You In or Are You Out?" Or if you abbreviate it, "In or Out." I guess is that the way it goes, Duke. I don't know. It's I your mean, world, Kevin. I'm uh, just living. Are in you it. in or are you out? You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's either one. It's fine with and me. And we're not talking about the burger. <laughs> Have you ever had an in and out oh, burger? Come on. Well, come I don't on. know. Defensive lineman. Kevin. Well, where's the closest in or out burger? In the states. Well, that's what I'm saying. So. Is that the one that's only in California, or like it's been? Well, it's a west. Western, yeah, it's west. Western America. Yeah, yeah it's west. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah, I've, I've dabbled in pretty much most big burger chains you could think of. I think I tried Off. it in Vegas. Yeah, there's a, it's definitely the lineup Vegas. was crazy if yep. I remember correctly. Yep, really good though. Yeah, I might was. even add another question for the in or out. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, that's coming up right after the break. Stay with us. Carry a steal on Sports 1440. Oh, we could use a little love around here today, Eddie. For sure. Couldn't we? Um... Time now for a little new segment that we've just introduced yesterday. It's called, Are You In or Are You Out? And if you want to just shorten it, in or out. Which got us to the burger place as well. So we'll probably bring in that. Maybe they could be the sponsor. Why from the is States. this so much? F- it always gets back to food on this Friday oh. morning. Man, we've had we've been lucky, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have been lucky. And then you know, uh, I forgot to tell. Maybe you heard Doug Hicks came by with a bottle of red. Oh, I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came yeah, by. Had a, we had a little bottle of red from Bin One Hundred Four because mm-hmm. we were talking about that with Grant Fuhr on Tuesday. So, all right, Duke, fire away. Alrighty, boys, I got a fresh batch of um, decisions to make and whether or not you guys are in or out on them. Uh, right off the top, of course, the main topic of conversation this morning, being the Edmonton Oilers and Specs article and uh, news from Gord Stellick, who we're going to have on next hour. Changes within the Oilers organization at the coaching or management level. Are you in or are you out? I'll go first. I'm going to say I'm... The opposite of spec right now, I'm going to go, I am out with changes to the coaching staff and management right now. I will say try to find a way to dig yourself out of this hole starting tomorrow in Seattle. The answer lies within. Okay. Now we're talking changes, and I'm going to throw in the word there, imminent changes. Um I've been talking about Holland all morning, and I think the arrow points at Holland, you guys have kind of walked me through why it wouldn't make total sense to get rid of a GM. Nonetheless, I'm in. I think there's still going to be changes. Hmm. Okay. Number two, uh, steering away from the Oilers, albeit probably just briefly here this morning, uh, it is East and West final weekend in the CFL. And uh, Eddie, as a former player, I want to get your insight first. Uh, One of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers or Toronto Argonauts will not be playing in the Grey Cup on November 19th. Are you in or are you out? I would love for that to be the case, but I'm out. I think we're going to see a repeat of the Grey Cup last year and uh, Bombers and Argos are going to meet next week. I agree. I am out. We said this right off the hop with Norm Peterson. He said, watch the BC Lions. Although my sleeper pick was Montreal to win the Grey Cup. Having said that, Toronto's just on another level and... Should be a good crowd tomorrow in Toronto. Huge we'll, crowd. We're going to touch on that in a second. Number three, the Vancouver Canucks. Another win <laughs> last night. 
my uh, statement to you, the Vancouver Canucks will win the Pacific Division by regular season's end in the NHL. I am saying I am out with gout on this one. As a good friend of mine used to say, the horse that craps fast doesn't crap long. I am going to be out as well. Um, I don't think they're going to keep this pace. L.A.'s playing some good puck. But with that being said, Vancouver's playing good hockey. They are, but I'm out for the long haul. Vancouver right now possesses a front runner for three major awards. The Norris, mm-hmm. Kevin's pick, uh, Quinn Hughes, the Vezina, Thatcher Demko, and Elias Pettersson for the Selkie Trophy. And maybe a case for any one of those guys, possibly for an early MVP candidate. You're in well. Duke then. Th- these are all things that I'm in. Okay. and uh, Or if not, I'll specify, <laughs> usually. Duke's in. Number four, uh, Sunday morning, we're going to see another NFL game overseas. This one coming from Germany again. The uh, Colts and the Patriots, maybe not the most enticing matchup. But uh, what I want to know from you guys, there will be an NFL team based out of Europe within the next 10 years. Are you in or are you out? In. Completely in. There's too much money. The NFL generates too much money, and they're never going to leave money on the table. They're already going there this year more than they've ever gone. Uh, yeah, might as well put a franchise there. The travel ain't a big issue. I am in as well, and I'll also add to that there, there will be a Super Bowl played even before a team is announced in Europe. And last one, uh, we do have Bon Ton Bakery on board on Friday mornings uh, sponsoring our co-host, Eddie Steele. So roll into the weekend, maybe a Friday treat yourself. Uh, cream-filled pastries. Are you in or are you out, Eddie? I am in. <laughs> I am in on the cream-filled pastries. <laughs> why, why are you laughing? <laughs> so you're talking like a Boston cream donut? That's the, I think that's the one that everybody's mind goes to immediately. But there's a lot more like a, out a there cannoli. than just an eclair and cannoli. Yeah, yeah. There, cool. There's tons of options at Bonton and okay. uh, yes. around the world. I am I am in on that. But if the two of them are side by side under the little glass display case. I'm taking the monkey bread, monkey cheese bread, yeah. the monkey cheese bread, so even in the morning. Uh, if you had it, what if, you're saying is you, you're not against cream filled pastries, yeah. but if you had the just straight up choice uh, on a day to day basis, I'm you're ta- taking the non cream filled. Yeah. Cause I'm taking the cheese monkey bread. Uh, yeah. The shameless so I guess plug. Like, yeah. If it's, if it's cheese or monkey bread or sorry, uh, cream filled or monkey bread, we're taking the monkey bread mm-hmm. all day. Bonton. Uh- Alrighty, thanks, boys. That's all I got for another uh, another edition of In or Out. Uh, hopefully, we have another fresh batch of great questions for Monday after a weekend of sports. And my buddy Slitz came up with a bunch of questions. I got to get him to pare them down so we can put them on the radio. Are you in or are you out? That's why he started that phrase. In or out. Well, that's a long story. And, and a lot of trouble happens after that phrase. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does. I mean, it's, there's no it question does, about man. that. It does. It does. Sometimes leading to a uh, immediate emasculation of one's confidence if that question is being asked. Certainly. Too. Oh boy. <laughs> Berating. <laughs> so busy weekend in football as well. And while we got you here, Eddie, for a few more minutes, so let's start CFL. CFL East and West Finals tomorrow. Yes. Toronto and Montreal, and then uh, Winnipeg and BC. Anything like really stick out to you here? No, not uh, really stick out. I'm really myself personally excited to see the Toronto Montreal matchup. 
because Montreal, as you mentioned, they could be a kind of a dark horse. They play a good brand of football, especially for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Physical defense, physical running game, uh, so they can stay in games. But uh, I think Toronto, there's just too much firepower there. What I personally would love to see, I don't think it'll happen. I would love to see Winnipeg lose. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a Winnipeg hater. You know, being <laughs> a Winnipeg boy. Town, yeah, though, yeah. Well, the truth of the matter is, every time I was a free agent and I was negotiating with them, they always wanted me to take a home team discount. Okay. So, say Edmonton's offering me 150, well, Winnipeg would offer me 110. No way I'm going to go and play for that much less money, especially the sport of football. Mm-hmm. So, I, I would like to see Winnipeg lose for the fact that I'm a hater and the fact that they've won for you good for you (laughs) well well, they've won uh a few great cups and they've been at the top for quite some time it would be awesome and refreshing to see bc go in there have success but that's just not going to happen because it's an outdoor game it's going to be cold weather game and winnipeg that is their brand and that's where they thrive toronto montreal as I said, uh, this is a long time back, and both you and I agreed but that it would be Winnipeg and Toronto in the Great Cup. Norm Peterson said, look out for BC, so we'll give him that one. I said the dark horse out of all the teams, and this is before Montreal was even, we didn't even know they had home field in the East Final when I said this. I called Montreal as a dark horse, but, I mean, Toronto's just been so dominant. They're, they're dominant I mean, and deep. It's just, they're so yeah. deep. A CFL team hasn't had that type of depth no. in a long time. And then you look at the All-Stars, the league All-Stars. I mean, they got like nine or ten on their roster deep. Um, do you think, we said it's uh, we're looking like 25,000 for sure. Mm-hmm. Some people are saying, well, whoop-de-doo, da da I think it's pretty big for Toronto to get behind the Argos at this stage. And... The Leafs aren't, you know, they're creating headlines for all the wrong reasons in Toronto. This is a perfect time for the Argos to snatch some of that spotlight on the Toronto sports scene. Yeah. They've been doing it all year. They have. To less fanfare. Yep. It, well, here's a, a perfect thing to think about for the CFL haters who think that the league is dying and it's a dinosaur. Sure, here things in Edmonton aren't going the way that we would like them to go. But across the board, BC... They're doing so much better. I dare say they're thriving mm-hmm. right now. Uh, more fan attendance. They're growing. New ownership. It's a positive thing. Toronto, a market that's been literally dead, except they, for some reason, seem to win the Grey Cup every few years. They have yeah. more Grey Cups than anybody. Uh, they're going to have 25,000 plus. Winnipeg, sellout after. They're selling out way more games than they are the Jets there. CFL is doing all right, and it is in a good place. But what's really curious, and you'll appreciate this as a Sasky boy, look at the Riders and what what's going on with the Riders and how they used to mock the Argos, and now the change in the tide with how the Argos are having um, huge crowds, tons of success, and the Riders are in a state of apathy. It's a good word, apathy in Saskatchewan. People still, you know, so Jeremy O'Day, um, what do you think of that? Oh, man, I just don't understand how you reward um, someone not doing their job. You know, back-to-back seasons, losing the last seven games of the year, missing the playoffs, and they reward that with a three-year extension. Make that make sense to me. 31,000, just under 31,000 is the capacity at BMO Field. Is there a chance that they could get 30? 
Oh, the walk up? I bet. Yep, for sure. For sure. They're pushing 25 plus. There's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of hype. I know it's Friday game is tomorrow, but there's still going to be a, a la- last minute uh, rush for the push. Uh, I dare say they're going to try and push for the sellout. Kevin Carius and Eddie Steele on a Friday morning. It's a uh, Almost 9 o'clock. We've got a busy show coming up at the top of the hour uh, with Gord Stellick from Sirius XM NFL ra- or NHL Radio. Hardy Cup tomorrow. University of Alberta Golden Bears and UBC. Thoughts on that game, Eddie? Well, I saw you down there last yes, week. Yes, we saw each other, yeah. They, they put it on, the Huskies. Oh. Um uh, who won earlier this year? Cause Two. So twice Saskatchewan. Well, Saskatchewan lost three times. But the UBC, uh, yeah, yeah, just wait, so, yeah, Saskatchewan lost three times to the Bears, and everyone was talking about how do you beat a team three times? That was Saskatchewan. So, well, we got to beat one of them. So UBC has defeated Alberta That's both right. games. Yeah. So and they were both close. No, oh, they, they were. They were. We. I went to the game, and here's another one. I went to the game with my buddy Grand Jongajin to the UBC game, and he said to me right off the hop, I think I told you this. Watch number eighty-two for yes, UBC. Yes. Uh, Stevenson, Robinson, Robertson, something like that. They ran follow, behind him all game. Ran behind him all game. He was sort of a tight end, sort of a fullback. Full he was all over the map. They just fo- and passing. They followed him right behind him. So, can you beat a team three times? Can UBC beat the Bears three times? Well, Alberta did it to Saskatchewan. Hopefully, that trend can you know turn around here. Yeah, but, it's huge though. Huge. You get out of the West, I mean, anything can happen. What do you like? I mean, Blake Nill has been a pretty good coach. He was in Calgary. Went to UBC. Yep. What do you, is he, sometimes I think he's not that well liked. No, he's, that's funny. I was just having this conversation with someone uh, just yesterday, literally. Blake Nill, no, doesn't have the best reputation, Mm -hmm. but man, he knows how to have winning programs and success. Uh, Back in 2007, he was in St. Mary's. We played him, University of Manitoba, we played them and we won the Vanier, but he Mm -hmm. took that St. Mary's program to a Vanier, beating Laval. Uh, Calgary, he went to a bunch of Vanier Cups at UFC. Beat UBC, he won a Vanier with them five years ago. He, I, so he might not be the most well-liked, well-received mm-hmm. guy, but does he know how to recruit and does he know how to go and have success? You can't deny the facts. RBS texts in 1-833-401-1440. There is literally zero chance a Super Bowl is played overseas. Horrible take. Come on. <laughs> Follow the money. <laughs> Follow the money. All right. Uh, so a big weekend, big night. Oh, man. I I'll, I'm just seeing roses and petals and, you know, champagne and the soft music and the <laughs> candlelight. And, and then the third child comes, right? <laughs> no. No. That, uh, that can't happen to me anymore. Uh, oh, no. In case you missed it, uh, it's Eddie's uh, wife Stephanie's birthday today. And they're going out to have a nice little uh, celebration. So congrats to Steph on that and hope you have a wonderful night. Yes. Busy weekend too, Eddie? Or? Yeah, it'll be a busy weekend. Family, fun-filled weekend. That's typically what we like to do with the young kids. That's what it's about. Spend as much time with them as we can. Well, thanks for coming on. Again, two hours, bang, just like that. One of these weeks, Eddie, the Oilers have a lot of Thursday night games. One of these there Fridays, are it'll feel One good. One of these Fridays, something's going to happen it'll here, Eddie. It'll feel good. You're going to come in, and it's just going to be just unreal in here, Eddie. You'll have the bonton, the monkey <laughs> bread will be steaming, and it's, we'll be talking about good things, not losses. 
Hopefully the Oilers can turn things around. I think we might be talking a little bit about the Oilers at 9 o'clock hour. We'll have some open line texting. And then, of course, Gord Stalick at 9.20. At 10 o'clock, Darren Balachuk from the Pandas hockey team. And then at uh, 10.20, Allison Lucan from Seattle Kraken will join us. Uh, thanks, Eddie, for coming in. Appreciate your time. Have a good weekend, everyone. When we come back, it'll be open line and open text time. Before that, here is the Duke with a Sports 1440 update.